Hello, hello, hello. My name is Medusa. Welcome to Medusa Weekly, where I give your weekly inspiration and motivation to get throughout the week. However, I am doing a special little mini-series on narcissism, talking about the seven types of narcissism and how to protect yourself uh, from it. Now, I am using some resources from BetterHelp.com and they also have an app. BetterHelp is an online portal that provides direct to consumer access to mental health services. The online counseling and therapy services are provided through web-based interaction as well as phone and text communication. And I am referencing an article from BetterHelp.com, Seven Types of Narcissists. So once we are done here today, if you want to, you know, go check it out and read, you can do so. So... This may be a little bit short because I kind of want to cut it down a little bit because I don't want it to be too, too long. I kind of want to get to the heart of things. So the what we're talking about here, we're not just discussing, but also getting to solutions and what to look for to for the healing. Okay. So the two types we're talking about today, and I decided to put these two together because they're kind of the same P in the pod, is the vulnerable narcissist and the covert narcissist okay so the vulnerable narcissist make no mistake the vulnerable narcissist is not vulnerable they are however very good at playing the vulnerable victim act a vulnerable narcissist seeks attention by trying to get pity from others so they they really good at playing the pity party they are very manipulative their behavior is often so subtle that it can be difficult to spot the warning signs. The vulnerable narcissist tends to use their ability to manipulate the feelings, thoughts, and behaviors of others to help fuel their own ego trip. If a person sees through this narcissistic behavior, they will likely act hurt or offended and then will move on to another target or unsuspected target. Okay? The covert narcissist. When you think of a covert narcissist, think of a covert or secret military operation. As Dr. Carmen Bryant would put it, these are psychological assassins. It is planned, calculated, and genuinely comes at a surprise. This is exactly how a covert narcissist acts. Covert narcissists often use guilt tripping emotional manipulation to get what they want they usually belittle their partners and deprive them of physical or emotional needs until they get what they want when the covert narcissist does get what they want they will show affection or buy gifts to gain more control over their partner they are very good at masking manipulative behavior so that it's not detected by others i will repeat that they are very good at masking and manipulating their behavior so it's not easily detected by others. They come across as charming and use that charm to seduce and manipulate others. All right, so here's why I'm breaking these two down at the same time. Because they're literally two peas in a pod. And then from my experience, to be totally transparent and honest with you guys, the these of these two narcissists that I have encountered, I've encountered a lot of female narcissists that are like this. They play up their innocence or play on their innocence. They've never done anything wrong in their life. That type of person. 
they are a sparkling angel and can do no wrong ever no you got to be aware of the signs you got to be aware of the signs and to be quite frankly these two are the best at baiting and you may be asking what is baiting baiting is when a narcissist deliberately goes out of their way to set you up to get some type of an emotional reaction from you it's a sense of heat checking to see if they still have control over your emotions, have control over your thoughts. So they may go out of their way to start an argument out of nothing. They look for something, something to get a rise out of you. And you have to remember, this is all to fuel their supply. It doesn't matter to a narcissist if it's positive or negative attention. It's all fuel. These are how these people work to beat someone down because remember narcissists behave um, narcissist abuse excuse me is domestic violence it's just on a mental and emotional level they beat you down to control you and there's just subtle little ways that they do it subtle little ways okay especially when they belittle their partners or derive them of physical emotion. Okay, so say for instance, in a real healthy relationship, since we're talking about partners, there is true emotional, physical support. Okay. And also, with this support, nothing is ever thrown back in your face. Hence the guilt tripping. Okay? The narcissist thrives on guilt tripping. Especially when you find them out. Like when you really notice who they are. And you start to establish boundaries and say no. No is a, a complete sentence. <laughs> when you start to establish boundaries... And wanting to move on and do, they will implement the guilt trip to make you feel guilty for making the right decision for you to become happier, healthier in life. Okay? What about this and this, that, and the third? And but we've done this for so long and yada, yada, yada. Uh uh. Mm mm. Mm mm. When you finally get hit to the game and you set them boundaries, you bounce. Because they're going to try to guilt trip. They have to. It's in their tactic to do it. These people cannot self-sustain. And here's another thing that I would like to break down. Because I've encountered the vulnerable and the covert even in the workplace. It doesn't matter if they have a good paying job. It doesn't matter if they have a car. It doesn't matter if they have a designer purse. Shoot, that, that junk does not matter. They cannot self-sustain, understand? They can have any material, whatever they want in this world. But they're miserable on their own. They cannot self-sustain. They cannot self-sustain because they drive off an energetic supply. And oftentimes, if you're not careful with these two, because I've encountered them, just sharing a little bit of experience. 
when they do have certain material possessions, they do hold that shit over your head. They do make it seem like, you know, that you can't do anything without them. By this, and this is just a little, little of my experience in the past. A narcissist, once you break free, and this is where I failed myself. This is where I failed myself years ago. When you finally get away and break free from a narcissist, you do not go back. Once you see who they are, how they are, how they work, honey, you do not go back. You do not pass go. You do not collect $200. You leave them where they're at. Reason being is because I want people to understand when you cause a narcissistic injury, and particularly with these two, because all narcissists do the smear campaigning, but because the vulnerable plays victim so well and a covert displays themselves as a decent person because these two are hidden in plain sight so well. Honey, that smear campaign can be the worst thing you have ever seen in your life, but you can't interact with it. And this is why I'm saying you can't interact with it because once you are away from a narcissist, and again, I'm repeating because they cannot self-sustain. Once you are gone and they have no one else to blame, then it's all eyes on them. And once people see and recognize, and I'm not even going to touch on the flying monkeys because I will do a video on them, uh, a podcast on them soon. But once you're away and there's no one else there to blame, they will self-implode. And then the mask will fall off and then everyone will see them for who they are. But the key, the key for this is don't try to understand them. Don't try to, you know, change them. You can't change a narcissist. A narcissist, a narcissist has to want to change themselves. Can a narcissist go get help in therapy? Yes, but it has to be for really getting that help because you have to be careful because you may run into there's a lot of people making videos and stuff you want to be careful because you may run into a narcissist that claim that they got that help but they really got that help to learn how to hide their narcissism more so there's a catch 22 to that okay also when it comes to withholding affection that's emotional abuse within itself Oh, you didn't do the laundry how I told you how to do it on Tuesday, so no sex tonight. Oh, you didn't do this like the way I asked you to, so no, you don't get a chance to do this. Oh, the, there's you didn't do this. Oh, you didn't do that. Or you start to see the pattern. Yeah. And the reason why I'm really focusing in on these two, because to me, they are the second most dangerous one next to the malignant narcissist. Because they go so undetected. These two, the vulnerable and the covert, are the ones that you could bring around friends or family or whatever. And be like, 
oh, this person is so sweet. They're nice. Yada, yada, yada. But behind closed doors, man, they raise hell. Raise all hell. Especially when they don't get your way. Because remember at the start of the series, I told you a narcissist is nothing but a grown-up adult that has a temper tantrum. Like when little toddlers and kids have temper tantrums, that could be cute and adorable for a couple of minutes or whatnot. And then you'd be like, all right, chill out. But when a grown adult has a temper tantrum like that, that could be quite embarrassing and scary. Okay. So, to elaborate more on the ego trip, and here's why I'm focusing in again on these two together. Now, some narcissists can be charming, attractive, physically attractive, and all that jazz. But here's the catch-22 that I would like to throw in um, with the vulnerable and a covert. Even though a narcissist can be attractive and all that stuff, you want to be careful. Because this is me sharing more of my experience. Because the more that I'm revisiting this, the more I'm like, ah, I see. You're always learning. Always, always learning. The vulnerable and the covert narcissist can actually use their low self-esteem as a weapon to gain validation. Again, with the vulnerable, the pity party, in hopes that they get in contact with supply. Case in point, if you have to constantly feed into someone's image because nowadays everybody has you know body image issues and stuff like that if you have to constantly feed into someone's image constantly up their self-esteem you may be doing too much because it's just that self-esteem you may not even be supporting their self-esteem at all you may be stroking their ego because self-esteem is self-esteem okay they have to be able to love themselves to want to better themselves to want to do it because true your friends and family can support you but it all starts with self but again remember talking about the narcissist a narcissist cannot self-sustain a narcissist is not able to really love themselves because deep down in the heart of it they don't even know who they are they can have a nice job, they can have a car, they can have a house, they can have all of this stuff, but they don't even know who they are. They lack a passion for life. It's like I, I stated in a previous episode, dealing with a narcissist is like dealing with a Build-A-Bear workshop. They have no real personality, so they tend to basically build their personality based on any source of supply around them just so they still have that action um, access to it to seem like yeah i'm this yeah i'm that and a narcissist is never your friend i have to put that out there a narcissist is never your friend um just a flashback around 2015 2016 where there was a lot of oh there's safe spaces and stuff like that and here there all over you know social media with all this virtual signaling and hoopla going on when come to find out a lot of those people like i created this page this is a safe space i've done this this is a safe space this is a safe space for wolves and sheep's clothing honey 
because that's usually how these two types gain source of supply. Now, source of supply can be a uh, source of supply can be a partner, like intimate partner, but you have to understand narcissists are like an empty void. So it could be a friend, a family member, a coworker, anything that feeds to their ego is a source of supply. And with these two, by being so hard to detect because they come off as innocent and, and all this type of stuff, I wouldn't even put beyond that these out of these two types, they would be the quickest to call themselves an empath. And see, let me go ahead and touch in on that today while I'm with you guys because I want y'all to understand what an empath is, especially dealing with these two. Now, me being spiritual, I do have empathic gifts. Um, I can feel other people's emotion or sense what they're going through. But with me, again, because I manipulate for healing and for the state of good, it helps me to identify maybe a word that a person needs that day or maybe something that could start their healing, something to get them through whatever storm they're going through. But when it comes to a narcissist, and that's why what these two, I'm about to just go ahead and go into the dark empath because these two, now that I'm really looking at it, they tend to use it a lot and they usually are. This is falling back on the dark triad of the personality types, Machiavellianism, narcissism, and um, psychopaths. Now, the empath is the opposite of a narcissist. Remember, because narcissists lack empathy, they lack accountability, they lack remorse. They don't have a real sense of real emotion. They can only imitate emotion, if that makes sense. So they are probably quick to imitate things from film or tv or something remember it's like a build-a-bear workshop with these guys i want you to you know remember that and keep that in mind and they also uh work on others in this way this is why i am going through now a dark empath may actually be more dangerous than a cold unfeeling dark triad type because the so-called dark empath can draw you in closer and do more harm as a result. Because you have to remember, and that is from Dr. Romney, which I will be sharing her information later. But this is why it's important to understand this. When being empath empathetic, and in this state of where I am spiritually, it helps to lower a wall. So people are more trusting to let me know what's going on with them. So then that way, it allows me to help you heal or grow. 
it's a building of trust. But when you come across a narcissist and they do that, they tend to break your walls down to see how they control you. Now you see the pattern, how it circles back around. <clears throat> the dark empath itself doesn't sit well in ascribing its potential for emotional destruction, largely because it is, and I am on wellandgood.com, I'm sorry. This is where you can go and read this article. Uh, largely because it is the use of the word empath. Uh, genuine empath must have an emotional and pro-social element. For example, would mean that hearing someone's pain makes you want to help them and hearing someone's joy makes you want to support them. Meaning, you cry, I cry. You're celebrating, I celebrate. You know? In no other manner what this empathy is void of malevolence such is not the case though with the empathy associated with a dark empath what these folks seem to experience is more cognitive now you've heard me say that before it's more cognitive it's more on a different level just on a different level or being able to understand someone's emotional state, but not necessarily connecting to it in a way that propels an emotional pro-social output. The dark empath variant is a manipulation. It's almost razor precision focus on another person to understand what makes them tick with the goal of almost mining data and that could be used to their advantage of the dark empath, mirrored empathy can be put on another person at ease to break that wall down. Meaning they can seem like they understand, seem like they really have a you know, genuine understanding, but it's all to break you down, break the walls down so they can figure out more ways to hurt you. It's like Dr. Carmen Bryan said, narcissists are essentially predators and they do study their prey before they go in and heat check you and break you down. They may relax and become putty in the hands of a dark empath. And this what happens is when you give all trust to this type of person, but this person's not really here for you. They're just here for the benefit of you. That's why I said a narcissist cannot love. It's just a transaction. And don't feel bad for loving a narcissist because that just shows that you were never a narcissist. You were never a problem. You were just asking for love and affection and unconditional, you know, love and stuff from the wrong person. Do not blame yourself. Do not beat yourself up. You're on the first step of recovery from wanting to get away from this. Okay. So in essence, I'm an empath or I have empathic abilities. But I use that to help others. I use that to uplift others. There's a lot of people that come through and just easily spill their guts out to me about what's going on in their life. And I listen. I keep it confidential. And then I slowly try to help them out to figure out a blueprint of getting back on their feet. Like, okay, you failed this. You failed that. But you know what? Failing is beautiful in life because you learn. It's better than not trying. So all you got to do is just get up and get yourself back out there, yeah?
But like as the article explains, when it comes to a narcissist, in particular, we're talking about the vulnerable and covert, which I feel they are the quickest ones to say, I'm empathetic because you have to understand people play victims. Oh, I feel this. I feel that. Do you? Or do you just say that so you can have people break down their guard so you can manipulate them? Narcissists will always do that for a sense of control. D-I-M. Dominate, intimidate, manipulate. Do you really feel those feelings? Or do you say that you feel those feelings but you're detached? But you can, like I said, they can mimic emotion. And it is so creepy how they can do that. So you have to be careful. And I have to say out of my experience as well. Before I leave you all with a good word, because I don't want to leave y'all without, you know, something positive. But out of my experience, a lot of the vulnerable and covert narcissists that I've ever encountered were actually women. Because you have to think about it. Women, us through society, we are, we're seen as innocent, you know, the fairer sex and all that type of stuff. But... When I tell you, I've met some vicious, nasty people. And on the outside, they seem like as sweet as can be. But behind closed doors, man, you see the rage. You see the manipulation. You see what they really are. So that's why it's very, 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 very important to be careful when you're around these guys. Once you identify them, once you identify who they are, don't confront them. I'm going to repeat this. Do not confront them. Make a mental note and get the heck on. Because if you confront them while you're still within a vicinity of them and cause a narcissistic injury, they're going to attack you. They're, uh, oh, you caused me pain? So now I got to cause you pain. These, that's how these people work. Okay, especially with the covert and the vulnerable, their smear campaigning is something unmeasurable in my eyes and my experience. Because again, vulnerable and covert, they seem so innocent, so sweet, like they can do nothing wrong. But honey, that's where their power lies their so-called innocence and i think i did touch on the first episode or when i did the seven types and um types of narcissism that narcissists can have like depression anxiety narcissists can have other mental disorders but this is why i pointed this junk out before last year you have to be careful because some if not all narcissists will use whatever mental disorder or whatever as an excuse for their treatment or abuse towards you because even if you have depression or anxiety, you are accountable and responsible for your healing. Your friends and family may love and support you, but at the end of the day, it's up for you to pull out that inner power that you have in yourself to regulate that chemical imbalance in your brain. But again, like I've been saying, a narcissist cannot self-sustain. They will literally look for some outward validation so much so that it can become super draining to the point where you forget to take care of your damn self. I'm just be blunt. It could be so it's 
it's parasitic at its core. Because again, on a spiritual level, you're dealing with lower demonic entities, spirit like energy vampires. That's essentially what they are. So when you come in contact with someone, and this could be a partner, a, a friend, a family member, anybody, anybody, and they do some messed up junk to you, say they don't, they'll never do it again, turn around and do it again. Oh, well, you just got to understand, I got depression. Oh, you just got to understand, I have anxiety. Oh, you just got to understand, you just got to understand. Constant excuses. Honey, a narcissist know full and well what they're doing when they do it. They know when they're hurting someone. They get off on that pain. They may not show you. They may pretend like it, it hurts them, but they get off on that pain because you got to remember it's all about them. Whether it's positive or negative attention or positive or negative energy is all about them and it feeds their source of supply. That's why it's important once you bag them and see them for what they are. Notice the patterns. Notice how things never change. It's like you're in a hamster wheel. You keep trying to do different stuff just to make a situation work, but it, everything keeps spinning round and round in a circle. And honey, it's probably not even you because you're trying to do your all to make everything right, to have a healthy um, you know, relationship, friendship, or whatever with whoever this person may be. But you'll keep going in a hamster wheel because you're the one that's growing and changing, but the narcissist is staying the same. That's why patterns repeat. And this is why when you start to grow a narcissist, that's a threat to them. When a person starts to grow and realize their worth and reestablish their self-worth and indulge in self-love and taking better care of themselves and being happy and nothing pains a, a narcissist more seeing a person making themselves happy or having new friends and stuff like that in their life that make them optimistic because they're seeing their power taken away so then that's when they go buck wild okay but i don't want to hold y'all any further and I do want to end on some motivating note positive note because I want to make a note to give things for you to look forward to once you have either walked away from these people or you're still healing life does get better I'm telling you it gets so much better and when you have all that cloud and confusion and stuff gone and you realize that it's you know your worth it gets so much better so here we go again. Gratitude. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace to for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to put this in a different way because I did have this card, I believe, last night. When it comes to gratitude, don't beat yourself up for dealing with a narcissist. A narcissist comes into your life honestly i believe for you to realize more of your self-worth and who you are because remember as i stated earlier a narcissist can see the blessing and abundance on your life before you do and they want that so they latch on to you but if you have this built-up worth 
and they see that, mm, I may have to beat this person down a little bit. They will beat you down so they can keep control. But when they do that, they also delay your blessings and your abundance, if that makes sense, because it is a negative toxic energy holding on to you. Okay, have peace for today. Knowing and learning more of what these people are. I really encourage you all to just find ways to be more at peace and to focus on your self-love. Focus on the person that you are becoming now that you're coming out of this. Yeah. Be excited about your healing. Be excited about your growth. Because I'm I'm getting from a lot of you for so long, you were just in areas where you would have these little happy moments, but you still were never really, you never really felt loved or fulfilled. And that's because you were around a, a void. And it's not, I'm not going to try to like keep beating up on narcissists because can they redeem themselves? Yeah, but they have to go through that therapy. They have to sit down and look at what they did and be accountable for their actions, whether directly or indirectly. Okay. And again, these are usually the people who will constantly project that, oh, you need therapy or you need this or you need that. I'm doing this. You're not doing that. Those, those people. Okay. And once you finally like chill, go through that healing process, the future becomes so, so much brighter so much brighter you start believing all the lies you stop believing all the bs that you were told because here's the thing and and particularly that's why i'm saying this with these two a narcissist as long as they have a hold on you as long as they have a hold on your mind or your body or your soul or your heart as long as they have a hold on you they're going to make you think that they always supported you. But again, like I said, it's for their benefit. It's for their benefit. If you go around a person and your body is, like I said, instantly trained, it's just tired out of nowhere, just, ah, uh, please pay attention to that. Because that's your body trying to tell you that person is not a person to be around. No one should feel like their life force is being sucked out of them from just being around a person. That's not a healthy way to live. And even when I did uh, relationships readings in tarot, the most common thing I came across, and this is why I feel like a lot of people are dealing with narcissism, they just don't know it. Yes, relationships have ups and downs. But if you're constantly fighting, constantly fighting, that's nothing to ignore because that's not healthy. And narcissists, like I stated, they thrive on the positive energy because they love praise. Whenever they do something for you, they expect it to be placed on this pedestal at the highest fucking tier or mountaintop in the world, singing their praises. But then the flip side, when they fight, oh, they fight. And they'll try to push your buttons. They'll try to make you feel like the lowest scum of the earth. 
like you've never really been there for them. They will try, but you cannot let them win because that's also feeding their supply. And I will say this last thing, love, love is an energy. Love is the highest vibration that you can encounter. It's just, it's very infectious. And when a narcissist comes in contact with that, it can scare them because they don't know what love feels like. For me to do what I'm doing for you guys now, and it's also helping me still. So when you heal, I heal. I heal, you heal. We help each other. That's how this works. In order for me to be there throughout my healing, I had to become love in order to give it out. A narcissist cannot self-sustain. They lack empathy. They imitate emotion. Because when you love someone unconditionally, no matter what, you're there. You don't throw things back in their face. You don't emasculate them. You don't belittle them. You don't make them feel like they can't ever do anything. Because failures fail, failures happen, yes. <laughs> Excuse me. But when a person is backed with unconditional love, And they start to feel it and they start generating it themselves. They can do anything they heart sets on them to do in this world. And you know, that's something that the narcissist is afraid of, but also can be jealous about. Because they, they want that love. They want to feel that but they can't because they can't self-sustain. They lack empathy. They have to control because true unconditional love, you don't have to control anyone. You love them as they are and you accept them as they are, but you also encourage them to grow into a better person as they want to be. A narcissist just wants to control and keep you under their thumb. Because as soon as you start loving yourself, as soon as you start setting those boundaries, as soon as you realize your worth and that you deserve all these nice things and to live a happy life and to live in peace most of all, watch that mask fall. And when that mask fall, all I ask for you to do is believe it. Stop making excuses for it. Understand it. And make your moves to get out. You are worthy and you are worthy of love, happiness, and peace and everything you want out of this world. Do not allow a person who cannot love themselves and not self-regulate to control you anymore.
Thank you so much for chilling with me. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you decided to kick it with me. And you are appreciated. Thank you.